Hello and welcome to the What Women Want Today podcast. You might be asking yourself right about now, well, what do women want? I mean, we're pretty complex creatures, right? Well, I think we want it all. And I'm here to explore it with you. My name is Terry Kellums. I'm your host. Go grab your favorite beverage. I've already got my glass of wine and let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Women Want Today podcast. I'm your host. Today is part five of a six-part series where we have been diving into the topic of Udamanic happiness, the type of happiness that experts say is a more sustainable happiness. We've been diving into the six elements and today we are going to talk about environmental mastery and how this piece fits into the happiness puzzle. I'm also going to share some tips on increasing your level of mastery and some things to avoid that can trip you up on your journey. So what exactly is environmental mastery? Environmental mastery is your ability to choose and change your surroundings. It's your ability to utilize physical and mental actions in order to create an environment that works for you. It's knowing that events in our lives are impacted by our own actions and that we have an impact on what happens around us. And it's knowing we are capable of acting on our own behalf. Environmental mastery is an essential skill for anyone who wants to live an intentional, fulfilling life. But what does it mean to have this skill set? Each person has the capability to impact and influence their environment. In fact, people who are highly effective at environmental mastery make make effective use of opportunities. Here's an example. I worked in an environment that was heavily influenced on yearly budgets. Some years we were short-staffed, and other years we felt a little heavily staffed. For me, this meant making myself valuable. I was always the first one to raise my hand when they wanted to send someone from the department to learn a new computer program or a new skill. I also learned parts of other jobs in my area so that I could act as a fill-in. Now, this helped me feel like I had security. And if I was ever one of the people who got cut in next year's budget, I knew I was taking valuable skills with me. They can take the job, but they can take away your skills once you have them. And I strongly believe you should always invest in yourself. Being highly effective means having a sense of mastery at managing everyday affairs and creating situations in your life that benefit your personal needs. People who have this skill feel like they have resources available when needed. They adapt well when faced with change or problems, and they aren't easily overwhelmed by stress. On the flip side, people who have low mastery often feel powerless to change aspects of their environment that they are unsatisfied with. They don't feel they have the resources and often have feelings of hopelessness, stress, and overwhelm. But environmental mastery just isn't about your physical surroundings. It's about what's inside of you too. So how do we create these great environments, both the physical and the mental? You have to start out by being aware of your thoughts, your emotions, and the impact of your actions. People with high mastery skills have a higher level of trust in themselves. They believe that it is within their power and influence to overcome adversity. They are resilient. And trust in yourself leads to higher confidence. You want to know how to have confidence in making decisions that can create a better environment for your life? Make decisions. You'll learn something from the bad ones and you gain more confidence with the good ones. Work diligently at becoming the true authentic version of yourself. 
Keep and honor the promises and desires that you have for your life. Be true to your word and follow through with the things that you say you'll do. Be aware that groups have culture. So your workplace, your friend groups, your families, church, civic groups, you have to find your authentic voice and don't fall into the trap of adjusting your voice to blend in with the culture. And full disclosure, this may be harder for some personality types and in some environments. Let me share a story that emphasizes this point. So I was, oh goodness, pretty young. I would say I was probably 19 or 20, somewhere in that age range. And I worked in a medical environment. And one of the doctors in this particular environment was known to kind of be tough. And most people were, were, you know, just kind of scared of him, I guess is a good way to put it. And I don't know how, I don't remember after all these years, how you kind of were made to know this about him, but you kind of walked around eggshells. Everybody was fearful of him. I won't use his real name, but we called him Dr. God. (laughs) Anyway, so one of my jobs as a receptionist in this um, medical facility was we would get patient charts and we would get them off of a dumbwaiter and we would sort them on the nearby counter according to, to the doctor. Now, I believe there were 12 or 13 doctors on this floor, and each doctor had their own spot that they would want you to set their new client charts. And they also had a spot where they would put the charts that they were done with so that you could send them back down on the the dumbwaiter and the medical um, charting people would file them back away. Well, one day I had a particularly large load of charts in my arms, and I'm walking down the hallway and dropping charts off, and Dr. God yells out to me, hey, hey, you there. And it took me a minute. And I don't even think I really thought it through. (laughs) But I turned around and I said, are you speaking to me, doctor? And he says, yes, you. He says, I need you to pick up those charts for me. And I said, well, you know what, doctor, my name is Terry. And I would be happy to pick up those charts for you. But I have to deliver these other charts to the other doctors first. And then I'll come back. He was so (laughs) taken aback by this young, spunky woman standing up to him because nobody ever stood up to him, right? Um, Now, I can't say I mastered this at age 19 or 20 or 21, however old I was, but I can tell you it was the first step in finding my authentic voice, in understanding that I deserved respect. I didn't deserve to be called, hey, you, and I didn't deserve to be ordered about as if I was you know, just the hired help, I guess, which was what I actually was. But you know what? After that, he was he was like the typical bully, right? Like after that, he addressed me by my name. He said, please and thank you. And you know what? I feel like more often than not, if you stand up to a bully, um, they respect you. And so I do understand that finding your authentic voice amidst a culture like that, the one that has supported this bad behavior from this doctor for so many years, I can imagine it's really hard to find your authentic voice and stand up for yourself. Uh, I know another environment I worked in, there was um, a director. And so imagine the director was above my level and then me and then the managers that I managed. And you know, we were always looking for bench strength. We called it bench strength. So who is the next manager within our area that we might promote to a new position or give an opportunity to for, you know, some um, some self-development or some professional development? And 
it was almost as if everyone was aware that you had to be a yes man in order to move up. And so this particular director, if you stood up and spoke up and gave your opinion, um, he would he was known to say, they're not really seeing the vision of the department. And what that really meant was, I'm probably never going to get, they're probably never going to get promoted. So finding your authentic voice in some situations is not easy. But in our families, in our friend groups, in our churches, and and any volunteer groups we find ourselves involved with, just be aware of the culture and be aware when you find yourself adjusting who you are and your beliefs to fit into that culture. So what do we need to do to watch out for that can derail our trust and confidence in mastering our environment? Expecting perfection. We live in a world full of pressure to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, have the perfect home, and always look flawless for the camera, for social media, right? Negative self-talk and unkind self-talk. Avoid the comments that sound something like this. If I wasn't such an idiot, if I only had, if so-and-so wouldn't act that way, then I wouldn't. Um, environmental mastery isn't just the physical. It is about the mental too. And you're going to have to change some of the ways you think and speak to yourself and about yourself. The next one is comparison and self-judgment. We've all heard the expression that comparison is the thief of joy. And I heard someone say recently that we are often comparing our behind the scenes life to other people's highlight reels. Doesn't that just make so much sense? Overthinking. Now, I did cover this topic on the podcast. It was episode 40, and I will put a link in the show notes if you want to revisit that conversation. One thing I didn't mention during that episode is that um, often overthinking can lead to indecision and inaction, which has the potential to create regret. And people more often regret the things that they didn't do in life rather than the things they did. Okay, friend, our time together today has come to an end, but I will leave you with this quote by D. Nicole Williams, and she says this, master yourself and master your environment. Such is the nature of wisdom. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Until next time, please remember to take good care of you. Hey, friend, I hope you enjoyed our time together today and found the information valuable. Remember, you are officially invited to join our Facebook group and private group. I will put the links in today's show notes. If you are interested in exploring coaching, you can email me at terry, T-E-R-R-I dot Callums, K-E-L-L-U-M-S at gmail.com or private message me on Facebook or Instagram. If you're enjoying the content of the podcast, remember to share with a friend or on social media. It really does help other women find the podcast. And if you have yet to leave a rating and review, you can do that on your favorite platform. Okay, remember, you are not alone. You are worthy of love and a fulfilled life. Now it's time to go after it. <laughs>